<clears throat> hey folks, how's everyone doing? It's good to see you all. Um, so this testimony is just about basically a journey of body image and shame and just some of the steps that I'm taking to uh, make a difference in my life and, and what I can do to change that in practical ways. Um, so when I was very young, I was skinny. I actually look completely different than I am now. Um, I had much darker skin, and I had curly hair that was golden blonde in color. It's amazing what changes over the years. When I was very young, I also suffered from severe asthma. I was on multiple medications and treatments, and I had a breathing machine inside of my home just to function. This led me to have a very inactive start to life. And most of the time, there was something in the air that set off my asthma, and I spent the, my earlier years stuck inside of my home. With asthma being a huge health issue, I also dealt with a much larger list of ailments. For years, I had stomach issues and disorders, and it sounded like it came out of those symptoms may include commercials. <laughs> so I dealt with ulcers, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, indigestion, acid reflux, overeating, and all at the same time, not having an appetite at all. All those things seemingly decided to come against me all at the same time. With a combination of different medications and steroids, my illness and inactivity, it created a perfect environment for me to balloon up and gain weight. With that came much bullying, and if it wasn't my weight, it was my asthma, and if it wasn't my asthma, it was being on all that medication and being broken. It was amazing how thick of a skin you can actually develop in one of those environments. I remember a defining moment in school was when I had a yellow rain jacket for the rainy weather, <clears throat> and my new nickname became Big Yellow School Bus. This crushed my heart, and there were a number of processes uh, that began to start. Um, I thought that if I didn't care what they thought, it would stop. The truth is that it didn't stop for a long time. So the next best thing for me to do was to learn how to love myself. I had to learn how to accept myself for who I was and not what people thought about me. I learned to embrace my weight. I would say, I may not be the skinniest, but I sure am smart. I would take notice of some of the qualities that made me worthy of love. However, the comparison always went back to my weight. I learned to, uh, so as time passed, I gained more confidence. I learned that not everything in life revolved around weight. And no matter what the world would try to convince me. After stepping into the, to this community and getting saved, I started to uh, see meaningful relationships uh, cultivate in my life. Not that I didn't have them before coming to Epic and getting saved, but there was something significantly different about these relationships. There was a genuine desire to get to know me. There was a genuine grace for where I was at. And there was a genuine desire to see blessings in my life. So from time to time, my weight would be brought up in conversation, and at first, it would immediately shut me down uh, from moving further in the conversation. And as I came to experience the term unconditional love and what it actually meant, I began to realize that these conversations about my weight were not meant to poke fun at me. They weren't even really necessarily to hold me accountable for anything at all either. It was simply an inquiry created out of love. The reality of this love set in when I was told by one of my friends of his desire for me. His desire for me was that I outlive him. 
That's when I knew that I was ready for a change. So a few months later, I received an amazing opportunity to work with a personal trainer on a credit that was gifted to me, AKA at no cost to me. And I think everyone can agree that anything is better when it's free. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so after scheduling the consultation, God gave me a vision. He showed me uh, being skinny and with my shirt off during the summertime. There we go. <laughs> God said, there will come a time that you will take off your shirt. And my first response was, yes and amen. <laughs> so when I went to the consultation, I didn't realize that that time that God was talking about was right then and there. So in a very nonchalant yet authentic way, my trainer said, I'll need you to take off your shirt. Don't worry. I've seen everything and there's nothing to worry about. And this was so that he could ultrasound my body to get a better read of my body fat percentage. So my natural reaction was to say, well, thanks for your time, but I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> Instead, I found myself jumping up from my chair. And that was definitely not the reaction that I was expecting. It was so unexpected that I literally was paralyzed by fear that the fact that I had jumped up and I was like, what did I just get myself into? So in a split second, that fear was dismantled and I was able to move again. My thought was, I really want to make a change. He's here to help. And I don't want this opportunity that I have to slip through my hands. So in an instant, I slipped off my shirt. Then the reality of that sunk in. I held my shirt close to my chest in shame and I felt trapped in my mind as I couldn't shake the feelings of being exposed. Right then and there, my trainer handed me a napkin to wipe the lubricant from the ultrasound machine. And I, as I collected the napkin with one hand, I dropped my shirt onto a nearby chair with the other. As I stood there, I didn't feel shame, but at the same time, I didn't feel good about it. So I just prayed that it would be over soon. Next, I had my first workout. It went well, and there was nothing major to report. But when I left, that's when the breakthrough began to sink in. The reality that I had been seen in an intimate way had hit me. I say intimate because since I began to gain weight as a child, not even my doctor had seen me without my shirt. The person who was supposed to medically make sure that I am healthy has not even seen me without my shirt off. Let the reality of that sink in. So as I continued to work out the next week, I remembered to praise God in all situations. While bench pressing, I began to laugh, and the truth was I really wanted to cry. I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> My trainer says, why are you laughing? And I say, because God is good. <laughs> so he says, you're right, now give me five more. <laughs> So the next, next week, God gives me a vision of jogging. And as you can guess, that vision came true as well. <laughs> and I haven't jogged since sophomore year of high school. And I began to realize that a bunch of those never going to happen were indeed happening in my life. So God spoke to me and reminded me of how I loved myself in the past. He said that the way that I loved myself in the past was actually just a temporary bandage, that I had made an agreement to stay exactly where I was, and that was never love at all. It was a fear that I had the power to break out of the box 
that I had allowed to form around me. So by the time the six-week weigh-in came, I, I was asked to remove my shirt, and I did it without missing a beat. Last week, I sprinted for the first time during my workout. That's just another thing that I said I would never do. And I'm currently on week eight, and I plan to continue this into a permanent lifestyle change. And as I got older, all of the things that used to be on my list of ailments began to disappear, one by one. God told me that through this journey, he would give me authority over all those digestive things, ulcers, stomach pain, diarrhea, indigestion, acid reflux, constipation, overeating, undereating. He told me that he would give me authority over asthma as well. He told me that he would give me authority over body image issues because through this journey, I learned that it doesn't matter what shape and size you are, seemingly everyone you talk to has something that they want to fix. Most importantly, God is giving me the authority over hopelessness that you are stuck where you're at and you will never change. Because for the longest time, that's where I was, thinking that I would never change but be stuck in this body that was given to me. So if you relate to anything from my testimony, please pray with one of our prayer team members at the end. Thank you. <laughs>